Good morning. It's good to see you today. Dwight is away today, and will be back with us this week, but he is away today with his family, so um, I am leading in worship this morning and grateful to see you here and glad that you've come to be a part of this service today as we um, report to you on the Southwest Virginia uh, mission trip. I think you will be blessed by what you hear. I know they were in the first service, so I'm grateful that we have this opportunity today to do that as well. If you're visiting with us, we welcome you and glad that you've come to be a part of this service today. We do have a tear-off on our bulletin where you can fill out the information if you're visiting with us. Remember, if you have prayer concerns, that you can place those in the offering plate because there is a place uh, on the um, form as well for prayer concerns. So uh, if you would like to utilize that, we will pray for uh, your prayer concerns in staff meeting on Tuesday morning. So uh, I hope that you will do so. But again, welcome. I'm glad that you're here. The opportunities of the week are listed in the bulletin. I'll just hit the highlights, the things that we normally don't uh, have. Deacons meeting is at 6.30 this uh, evening uh, for all deacons. So um, remember the meeting this afternoon or this evening at 6.30. And then the anniversary team will meet tomorrow at 7. You'll be hearing a little bit more about the... Um, uh, anniversary celebration from Gary in just a few minutes, and so uh, I'll leave that to him. Uh, on Tuesday, we will have staff and calendar planning meeting at 9.30, so um, keep that in mind. We won't be in the office to answer calls. We go somewhere else in the church to do that because we need uh, a couple of hours uh, to get that done without interruption. So uh, just take note of that for Tuesday morning. And the personnel team will meet at 6.30 that night. But in between that, at 10.30 a.m., Women on Mission will meet where they normally meet uh, in the John Bryant room, and Sally Klein will be the guest, uh, and she will be speaking to the Women on Mission group. Following the meeting, uh, the Women on Mission will have a luncheon at Anna's Italian Restaurant uh, at noon or whenever they finish here and reassemble down there is probably the best way to say that. But I hope you'll come uh, to hear from Sally. Sally uh, is a friend of Mechanicsville Baptist Church and has lived in our Alpha house on more than one occasion and she is coming to speak uh, to Women on Mission on Tuesday. On Wednesday uh, we have our regular activities that will take place throughout the day beginning with prayer and Bible study at 11 and you see the other activities that are there as well. Let me also say that the flowers to my left on the organ are in honor of Olive Lithwinowicz on the occasion of her birthday, which was yesterday. So we wish uh, Olive a happy birthday. There's Olive. I wished her one a day late as we came in. So happy birthday, Olive, and uh, thank you uh, for allowing someone to give these flowers to you so that we can enjoy them during worship today. I believe that's all the announcements that I have. Let me make sure that I've got everything covered. Yes, and so now I need to recognize Gary. I'm going to beat Linda to the punch. Good morning. Uh, With Thanksgiving of the past, joy in the present, and hope for the future, we celebrate 40 years here at Mechanicsville Baptist. Come join us in our celebration next weekend, October 14th and 15th. The celebration will kick off Saturday evening at 7 to 8.30 in the Family Life Center. We'll have an evening of fellowship, music by our praise band, and we'll have a special guest host, Reverend Chris Fowler, to sing. We'll have a sweet and salty tasting, so bring your favorite treat, 
uh, a narrated visual of how God brought two churches together to form Mechanicsville Baptist Church, and a scrolling slideshow highlighting 40 years of memories. On Sunday morning in the sanctuary, we will have only one service, uh, come early 1045, to hear pre-service music presented by Brenda and Linda on piano, a handbell quartet, and other special music during the worship service. We will also recognize and worship with our former staff members. The message that morning will be presented by Reverend Charles Morrison, our first associate pastor here at NBC. After the service, a catered lunch will be provided in the Family Life Center. No reservations necessary. We would love to see you, your family, and your friends in attendance for our weekend of celebration as we praise God's faithfulness to our church. Daycare will be provided uh, both Saturday night and Sunday. Come celebrate with us. Thank you. Since Gary already had you say good morning, hmm, I'm not convinced, though, that you were really awake because they didn't do it as good for you as they do for me. So I'm going to change it up. I want you to say amen if you are glad that you're in the house of the Lord this morning. Ready? Amen. Hmm. Well, I still think you can do better. Would you try it one more time and really uh, make me believe you're glad you're in the house of the Lord this morning? All right, ready. Amen. Thank you so much. We are going to do our call to worship, God is an Awesome God. Now, Dwight couldn't be here to play, and Tommy was going to play, and bless his heart, he has had some health issues this weekend, so we're going to do it a cappella. And I am going to trust that you are going to stand and raise your voices to the very bestest you can to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, because he truly is an awesome God. If you need the words, they're in your hymnal on page 63. Would you stand with me, please, and raise your voices to heaven, to Jesus. Ready? Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom. Our God is an awesome God. Now, you know, the true thing about acapella music is I can hear you, but I can't hear you. So would you give me more? Remember, it's not to me. It's to him. Ready? Last time. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns. From heaven above with wisdom, power, and love, our God is an awesome God. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Good morning. Let us pray. Father God, God of all creation, giver of life and all good gifts from above, We come before you this morning, Father, to worship your majesty, to praise your holy name, and to adore your beauty. May every fiber within our being cry out to you. Holy is Almighty God, who was and is and is to come. We thank you, Father, for your presence with us this day. We thank you for your presence that goes before us and with us each and every day. We lift up to you now, Father, all those who couldn't be with us today all those who are sick that may be facing surgery, all those who are hurting. We pray that you may comfort them with your spirit in the way only you can. We lift up to you, Father, our military and our missionaries, praying that you would build a hedge of protection around both of them. And may our militaries defend our freedom and our missionaries proclaim the freedom that you give us, Lord Jesus. And, Father, we lift up to you all those affected with the senseless tragedy in Las Vegas. 
We pray that you may comfort them and be with them in the way that only you can. Lord Jesus, you are our only hope. You are our only hope individually. You are our only hope as a nation. You are our only hope as a world. We thank you for that hope, that hope and blessed assurance that you give each and every one of us. And we thank you for hearing this prayer and all of our prayers. For it is in the name above all names, Christ Jesus, we do pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Send the light, hymn number 364. We will sing the first and last stanzas only of hymn number 364. Will you stand as we sing together? There's a call comes ringing o'er the restless wave. Send the light, send the light. There's our souls to rescue, there are souls to save. Send the light, send the light, send the light. The blessed gospel light, let it shine shore to shore. Send the light, the blessed gospel light. Let it shine forevermore. Let us not grow weary in the work of love. Send the light, send the light. Let us gather jewels for a crown above. Send the light, send the light, send the light. The blessed gospel light, let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light, the blessed gospel light, let it shine forevermore. You may be seated. Faye, will you join me here for the responsive reading? Didn't even, I know I didn't. I've got one right here. All right. Um, Faye will lead you in uh, your part of the responsive reading. Remember, you will read the um, bold print. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, 
be reconciled of God. Thank you. Take your hymnal in hand and turn to our offertory hymn number 356. We've a story to sell, to sell, to tell. <laughs> Mercy. Uh, 356. First and last stanzas. We've a story to tell to the nations that shall turn their hearts to the right. A story of truth and mercy, a story of peace and light, a story of peace and light, for the darkness shall turn to dawning and the dawning to noonday bright, and Christ's great kingdom shall come on earth, the kingdom of love and light. We've a Savior to show to the nations who the path of sorrow hath drawn. That's all of the world's great peoples may come to the truth of God. May come to the truth of God, for the darkness shall turn to dawning, and the dawning to noonday bright, and Christ's great kingdom shall come on earth, the kingdom of love Good morning. It's great to be in the house of the Lord today, and he has given us the opportunity today to give back to his storehouse because this is a mission emphasis service. We all are missionaries, and now's our time to give back to his storehouse so we can continue to be missionaries here in the Mechanicsville area. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for all the blessings you have bestowed upon us. And may we show our love and gratitude as we give back our tithes and our offerings. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Shall we pray? Gracious and loving God, into your presence we bow once again with thanksgiving and joy in knowing, Father, that you have called us to serve you. You have called us out of your great love for your creation. We are grateful, Father, that we can partner together and minister in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for this time together, for what we are about to hear as we listen to those who have gone out from us and ministered in the name of Jesus. We give thanks for the inspiration that missionaries around the world are to each of us as they hear the call and as they go. Bless this time. Use it for your glory. Challenge us as we serve you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, you place me in this world of time and space and missiles hurled. With eyes I've seen the ghetto gloom. With ears I've heard the sonic boom. And man cried out for breathing room. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. to give it serving my fellow man doing the will of God I cannot wait I cannot wait I cannot wait This trip started out with the word flexibility, and this morning has definitely been a morning of flexibility. I arrived to church at 7.30 to practice with Tommy three rusty nails and an old dogwood tree. Well, that wasn't it, in case you didn't figure it out. And the notes I had, I managed to leave one of the sheets at home or lose it. So God intended something different this morning. And he intended for me to speak from my heart. And I have to tell you that God showed me something on this mission trip. First off, he planned a path for me to go. I first had to say goodbye to the last connection I had to Ronnie in his comfort animal. Because I told God that he was going to have to take care of that dog 
while I was gone and provide a way, and he had medical issues. Well, the 1st of June, Jet died, and he's now buried with his master. Then the challenge came out for clothes, and we needed clothes to take. And so the challenge I first put out to friends and family and on Facebook was fill the trunk of my car. Well, you know something? Y'all did more than fill the trunk of my car. It went from my car to filling Becky's van. And then one day in Target, she and I met before the mission trip, and we realized those clothes were not going to fit in her van. So the transportation for the people, known as a church van, changed to the transportation for the clothes. And the people were transported in my car and in Becky's van. And we had the pleasure of following Tim when he was back on those country roads back home. And at one point, he went through a light and left me behind. And I just said, dear Lord, please get us there. And he did. But you know what spoke to me is that every one of these people went as your ambassadors. Because this mission trip started with your prayer and continued with your prayer. And we were able to represent Mechanicsville Baptist. But not only that, those children and adults, and it's mainly children because the clothes that we did were from infants through high school. Those clothes are now on, on those children that need it. The diapers you donated have probably since been gone and have been used up because we know how kids go through diapers. But that would not have been made possible without you, without your call and support for our mission trip. So you were with us in spirit, and you covered us the entire time we were there. And I'm so thankful for you and for the continued prayers that we have because we've seen Acts 1-8, and we truly made our Samaria in Nicholsville, and Gate City, and we continue to go to the ends of the earth for the Lord. And while I saw God's hand in that, the thing that I'm so thankful for to this mission team is that mission team showed me that I could go forward and live, that God has a mission for me as an individual. I would have never thought at this point in my life that I would be where I am today. But I'm going to ask you to continue to pray for those members that were on the team and especially pray for me that I seek God's will as to what he wants me to do because he has given me new freedoms. Although it was a challenge that I was hoping we would do as a couple, I now have to go on as a single. And I know that God's plan is in there. And I want to challenge each of you, whether you're a family, a pair, or a spare, to seek God's will and to move and do what he is guiding you to do this day. There's heartaches within family, but you know what? We are all family. And just like you support me on a daily basis, I promise you that I will be there to support you in whatever God's calling you to do. And I pray that you will listen to his voice. God's ready to do a mighty thing if we will only open our hearts to his will. Thank you. Good morning. 
First of all, I would like to thank you, as uh, Faye has, for allowing me to participate in this mission trip to Southwest Virginia. We all know that God works in mysterious ways. When we first began talking about the mission trip, I wanted to go, but then I thought, well, I'm not going to be able to because when they announced that it would be August 14th through 19th, the school that I was teaching at, that was the first week that the teachers would have to come back to school. But then God works in mysterious ways. I um, no longer have that job, and so I was able to go on the mission trip. Another way he worked is I was driving over here very early in the Monday morning uh, on our way to southwest Virginia. And when I got to the stoplight of Atlee and Meadowbridge, the radio station I was listening to played the song, God is on the Move. And I thought, he certainly is. He's on the move to southwest Virginia. You're going to hear and see this morning um, how God worked to accomplish his purposes through us as we strive to be his hands and feet there in southwest Virginia. And as sometimes happens, I think that God blessed me through the mission trip as much as even if, even if not more than he blessed others through me. Before going, I was concerned about whether I would be able to do physically what we might need to do, lifting and things like that. But through God's gracious guidance, Tony and Jan Johnson had set us up to do things that fit with our abilities. On Tuesday and Wednesday, we went to Gate City and worked in the food pantry there. On Thursday morning, we went to the high school in the area to meet with some students before school. And also on Thursday and Friday, we went to Weber City to the nursing home there. And I especially want to talk to you this morning about the visits to the nursing home in Weber City. We visited there, as I said, on Thursday morning to play bingo. And on Thursday afternoon, we had a craft activity. And then we returned on Friday morning to join in a um, devotion time. And I want to share with you two things that happened on that Friday visit. I call these my story, my Mary stories, and they have God moments in them. When we returned on Friday morning for a devotional time, we had an hour or so where we were just talk and visit with the residents of the nursing home. You all may not know, but I'm basically a shy person, and I find it very difficult to strike up a conversation with someone that I don't know. But when I walked into the room that morning, I noticed Mary, a woman that I had sat at the table with and played bingo with on Thursday morning. She was sitting at a table by herself, and I could feel God asking me, or telling me to go to Mary's table. So I went over to the table, and I had a way to start the conversation because I asked Mary, I said, do you remember me from yesterday morning? And she said, yes, but would you please tell me your name again? So I laughed, and I told her, what my, I told her my name was Freddie. And she smiled, and she said, that's a boy's name. 
And I said, yeah, but then I told her my name was Frederica, and she understood why they call me Freddie. But then she said, I have a boy's name, too. And I thought, and I said, Mary? And she said, no, Mary's for my mother. Arnold is for my uncle. My name is Mary Arnold. So this gave us something in common, and we began to talk about uncles and families, and then we talked about the career, and I found out that Mary was 92 years old, and she was from Tennessee. And as we were talking, she picked up the little um, crosses that we had made on Thursday afternoon, and she was looking at hers, and she said, isn't this pretty? Look how pretty it is when the sun shines through. And we were talking about that, and she said, you know, when I get to my new home, I'm going to put this in the window so the sun can shine through. She says, you know, I am going to a new home. Well, I didn't know exactly what to say because you never know, you know, what's going on. And she said, do you know where my new home is? And I said, no, is it going to be in Tennessee? And she said, no, my new home is going to be in heaven. And that was just a a God moment for me with her. After our song time and Tim's... Um, message that morning I told Mary that we were getting ready to leave and I told her I had to go and she asked me if I was coming back the next day because we'd been there for two days in a row so she assumed I'd be coming back the next day and I explained to her no that I was returning to Mechanicsville all the way on the other side of the state and I probably would not ever see her again she said oh yes we'll see each other again and I said we will she said yes we'll see each other again in heaven And again, that was a special moment for me with her. But these blessings reminded me that we don't have to go to Southwest Virginia or to another country in order to bring God's blessings to others. The residents of that nursing home were just so very appreciative of someone sitting there and talking with them. And you and I can do that right here in Mechanicsville. There are many nursing homes in the area, and there are residents there who would just love someone to come and sit and talk to them. No special talent required. Let God bless them and you through this ministry right here at home. Jesus, in Matthew 9, 37 through 38, said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Where is God calling you to be a worker for him today? Good morning. When Mary Kay ask that we share our week with you all, I said, oh, no, not me, because I'm much, much happier and contented listening than I am speaking. But then I did remember that God has always seen me through the oh, no, not me moments, so here I am. I decided that I needed to be honest and tell my story from a purely personal, selfish viewpoint. I've always admired our missionaries and lay people who go to strange lands 
to share their message, but I know that they often are in great personal danger. And I knew I wasn't ever going to be one of them. But then I think it was in August last year, the announcement was made that Mechanicsville Baptist Church was going to have a mission trip to Nicholsville in Scott County in Southwest Virginia. And I knew at that moment that was my mission trip. My husband grew up about 10 miles down the road, so I knew the area. I knew I'd be safe, so there goes the danger. I wasn't going to get mobbed or robbed. I wasn't going to have to get shots, learn a foreign language, or eat strange food. So it was indeed my mission trip. I kind of thought a bunch of people would be interested, but there ended up being nine women and two men. At long last, we had our organizational meeting, and I looked around, and I realized I didn't really know anybody there. I mean, I'd spoken to Sandra and Miriam, and Freddie teaches Sunday school once a month, but I really didn't know anybody. And besides, at least two-thirds of them was half my age. So I'm kind of beginning to wonder about my mission trip, but it had been on my heart and mind for so long, I couldn't give it up. So I moved ahead with it, and I'm very thankful that I did. Everybody treated me real nice. We soon became a team. And as a team, we all cooked and cleaned up and did what housekeeping needed to be doing. Chip and Faye and Gloria and Becky did some painting. Tim and I went to the grocery store, and let me tell you, he's good. He would have stuff in the basket before I could find the aisle. So when he wants to change careers and become a professional grocery shopper, I'll endorse him. <laughs> Tuesday and Wednesday, at some point, everybody had a chance to work at the food pantry and clothes closet. And it seemed that somehow, although some of the jobs were really hard, everybody did something that they were capable of. Thursday and Friday, as Freddie has said, we went to the nursing home and we played bingo and did crafts and had a devotional. And like her, I was kind of concerned about what I was going to talk about. But they were so grateful to have us there that they initiated conversations a lot of time. I was asked, was I married? Did I have children? And did I bleach my hair? So... God took care of that, of course. Friday afternoon, we had a cookout at Natural Tunnel, and it is one of the most awesome places, but God has given us a lot of awesome places in Virginia. I'm glad I decided to take my mission trip. Number one, I saw what the Baptists are doing in southwest Virginia, which is a small part of that state. I felt like I contributed a little bit, and most important to me, I got to know the young people, as I call them, in our church, who had taken on more and more leadership roles, and so I feel really good about the church future. So if you've not had a mission trip and you get a chance, just do it. Don't worry if you can work, have any talent to offer, or too old, or if you know anybody, just do it. I'm glad I did, and besides, when you get your mission trip, 
If God's willing, maybe I'll be there with you. Thank you. God is good. All the time. He is so good, he allows us to join him in his work. He gives us the opportunity. Just think about this. The creator of the heavens and the earth, he gives us the opportunity to work with him and alongside of him to share the good news of Jesus Christ. You know, going into this mission trip, or any time we sense a calling on our life, we always try, the fear of the unknown, I guess, steps in, and we try and back our way out. Well, I can't do this. I'm not equipped to do this. I don't have the time to do this. I had to answer some of those same questions. Who's going to watch my granddaughter and keep her safe? You know, I, um, do I really want to? Wait a minute. Hold on. They said nine women and two men were going. Do I really want to do this and go with nine women and two men? And then to top it off, to have to room five nights with him, do I really want to do this? Yes, absolutely, I did. The reward that you've received from, from doing something like this, which you may consider a burden at first, your blessing is far, far outweighed. You, you've received such a blessing from doing this. It was such a wonderful thing. You know, when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and the power of the Holy Spirit and his love comes upon us, you cannot contain the love of Christ. You cannot contain it. You know, the, the Bible tells us in 1 John 3, 16, 17, By this we know, the, we know love, that he laid down his life for us. Ought we not lay down our lives for our brethren? If we who have worldly goods see our brother in need and shut up our hearts, how does the love of God abide in us? I had to answer that question, and I answered it by going on this mission trip. And just to give you an idea, you'll see it on the slides. The first day... Tuesday, myself, Gloria Thompson, Faye Tony, and Becky Shermer stayed back and painted while the other group went to the um, food pantry. And I was like, great, me and three women painting, I'm going to have a big mess to clean up. I'm going to have to go back and touch up all their mistakes. Guess how that worked out? They were the ones who had to come back and touch up my mistakes and clean up my mess. I started off with four painters and ended up with four artists. Those women could flat out paint. That was Tuesday. Wednesday, we all went to the food pantry. The food pantry is kind of is a combination food pantry clothes closet. But they get their trucks once a month with pallets of canned goods and such, and they go ahead and pack it into grocery bags and then put it up on shelves so at a later date they can bring the bag down, fill it with perishables, and give it out to the people as needed. So you'll see us packing some of that stuff. Then on Thursday morning, we had the opportunity to go to the high school to meet with some of the... Um, the young kids there, I would call them, in the uh, FCA, the Future Christian Athletes. And it was just encouraging to see some young people that get together once a week for prayer and to share their concerns with each other. That was just a moving experience. Well, then we went, after that, we went to the um, nursing home, and we played bingo with the men and women there. And everybody got to win bingo twice. They kept calling name, numbers until everybody won twice. And every time somebody would win we would go up front and grab a handful of the stuffed animals that y'all sent and bring it back, and they'd get to pick. You would have thought we were giving them gold bars. All these people wanted was somebody to spend time with, somebody to talk to and share. So then that would be 
Friday we went back, well, Thursday we did the bingo, but the four, the three artists I was telling you about, they had the great idea. They wanted to go back and paint more. I said, all right, let's go back and paint more. So we went back and did another room while the rest of the group went back to the nursing home. And then on Friday we went back to the nursing home that morning and we were led by the beautiful voice of Faye Tony and some songs. Tim gave the message on um, on Joseph, on how what God, what you intended for evil, God used for good. And then we had the opportunity to pray with the people individually before we left. So I had prayed with two of the women that I had played bingo with and talked with earlier in the week. So after I prayed with the second woman, I, I stood up and kind of stepped back, and there was another lady sitting in the chair. She kind of waved at me, come here. And she was like, will you pray for me? So I said, yeah. So we sat down and we prayed. And that was just a moving experience. And then after that, we left there at lunchtime. After spending a week seeing the beauty of God's people, we had the opportunity to go to see the beauty of his creation at um, the uh, Natural Tunnel State Park. And then that was just, we kind of debriefed and just had a, a wonderful time reflecting on what we had done. But since then... As I've looked back on it, you know, as as Dwight so powerfully spoke last week in his message, the time is now to be bold, to step out in boldness and share the love of Jesus Christ through word and deed. We need not wait until tomorrow what we can do today. And I don't need to travel six hours down the road in Virginia to share the good news of Jesus Christ. As Freddie said, that opportunity is here in Mechanicsville for us to do that in our neighborhood, our community, our workplace, we can share the good news of Jesus Christ wherever we go. Thank you. Good morning. Um, When I first uh, heard about the mission trip, um, I was very excited. I'd been on one 18 years ago. And I was looking forward uh, to being in another part of um, Virginia where there's a great need, um, people that need, I mean, just a great need there. But anyway, um, when we first uh, talked about our trip and the ministries that would be available, I assumed that I I would be working um, and doing a backyard Bible club since teaching children, as you all know, is my passion. Well, then we found out the week that we were there, the schools were going to be closed. I mean, we're opening that week, and Mary Kay said, um, you know, we won't really be able to see the children, but in the food pantry, you know, people will come in with their children, and you'll have an opportunity somewhere, you know, to see some children. So, and anyway, I said, well, I'll just bring a couple of books from Mission Friends if I do see any that I can read to them, because that's one thing I like to do also. Well, anyway... Um, As the mission trip went along and y'all were praying for us and we were praying for the path where God would lead us on this trip, we know in Scripture that he always always goes ahead of us before we ever get there. And so then um, after we got there, oh, and Betty Souter also sent some books um, for us to take, you know, if we saw children too. Well, after we got there and I was in the food pantry one day and This man came in with a little three-year-old boy, and I thought, oh, here's a little boy. Let me see if I can read to him. So I went over to his dad, and I said, is it okay if I read a story to your little boy? And he said, well, if he'll sit still long enough, he said, I don't know if he will. 
Well, anyway, of course, I was a stranger to that little boy, and he didn't want any parts of me. So he found a book and took it to his mom, who was um, looking at the clothes. So anyway, um, they went along, and then there was a lady that came in, and I noticed that she was looking at the books, um, all the books that were there at the food pantry. So I went over, went over to her, and um, I said, do you have any children? And she said, yes, I have four children. So I said, would you like some books to take home to your children? So I was able to take a uh, handout uh, a stack of books to her to take to her children. So I was happy about that. So then while we were working at the food pantry, um, <clears throat> when I was with uh, Freddie and Alice and um, Pat, um, and I got to meet some people, you know, of course I got to meet the people that came in to get the groceries. We would fill up the grocery carts and, you know, take the groceries out to them and I worked in the deli for 18 years, and I was used to calling out numbers. Well, now I got to call out the people's names. And as we went along, I just, just would get just so excited. I kind of, I guess you would say I kind of just slipped in sometimes on Freddie because I was just wanted to go and take the groceries out to them. So I would, you know, be talking to the people. And this one lady, um, when I took her, her groceries out to, to the, her car for, she told me, she said, you know, about a month ago, I woke up one morning and I couldn't walk. She said, and I don't, um, I don't really know, you know, what her diagnosis was, but they sent her to rehab. And she was telling me that um, while she was at rehab, she was just, of course, there were veterans there and there were soldiers, uh, military people who were there who, were, who had lost arms and legs, you know, and, you know, how that made her feel being there with them. But after a month worth worth of um, therapy, she, you know, she could walk again, she had a cane, and then she told me her name, and um, she said, my name is Patricia, she said, and I'll, you know, if you want to pray for me, I would really appreciate it, so I still have Patricia on my heart, you know, and I pray for her, and it was just good, um, you know, to be there and interact with these people and see how God would use me and that I could uh, make a difference in other people's lives, and um, also, while the, we were there, you may have heard that we had an angel in our midst. Miriam was filling in for a lady at the front desk um, whose name was Angel. So she got a lot of ribbing about that. But anyway, um, one of the verses that I shared when we had the Vesper service um, that put it right you know, to the heart of while we were there from Psalm 918, but the needy will not always be forgotten, nor the hope of the afflicted ever perish. So thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. And just thank you for letting me go there and uh, share God's love with the people in Nicholsville, Virginia. Tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go, tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. While shepherds kept their watching over silent flocks by night, behold, throughout the heavens there shone a holy light. Go, tell it on the mountain, over. 
Jesus Christ is born. The shepherds feared and trembled when low above the earth rang out the angel chorus that hailed the Savior's word. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Christmas morn. Go, go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go, go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. That Jesus Christ is born. That Jesus Christ is born. Oh, yes, so go tell it on the mountain. Everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine. Everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine. 
everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, 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 let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, 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 let it Matthew chapter 25, beginning at verse 34, we read these words, Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. We are called to be missionaries where we are. And sometimes we are called to go somewhere else. The scripture teaches us in Acts 1.8, that the disciples were to wait on the Spirit. And the Spirit would lead them to take the message local and around the world. But we're all called to be missionaries. Jesus loves us so much that He wants those who love Him 
who have committed their lives to him to be willing to go to feed the hungry, to clothe the unclothed, to speak to the stranger, to do all those things that can make a difference in people's lives. But the greatest difference that can be made in someone's life is to know that you go because Jesus loves them. We had an opportunity to do that in southwest Virginia. As someone said, the trip was tailored to us so that we could do those things that we could do to make a difference. And maybe we did. The Lord knows. I do know that we couldn't have gone without you. Without your prayers. Without your support financially. Without your encouraging words. We went and you went with us. Because you gave. And it made a difference. Some gave money. And we were put in the position at the food pantry to help people who had great needs. One couple who had business in Gate City had walked 13 hours because they had no transportation. Slept on the street. Took care of the business they had to take care of and came to the food pantry looking. Seeking, asking, and we were able to help them get a ride back to where they lived and to give them some money for food because they hadn't eaten. Don't you see that in these words? When I was hungry, You fed me. And when I needed clothes, you filled a bus up with clothes. It made a difference. And like Pat shared, she didn't know. But she did know that if she stepped out in faith... The Lord could use what she could give. And the same could be said of all of us. We can't do anything for the Lord if we don't step out and do it. This past Thursday, the Keenage Club invited me to go with them on a train ride. Didn't take much convincing. So we journeyed to West Virginia and rode the Cass Scenic Railroad, probably my fifth time. This time, it was a real treat for me, and I didn't share this with them when we were there. That's the first time in riding the train that I was in the car directly in front or behind the engine. 
depending on whether they were pushing or pulling. The engines are designed to take cars up the mountain. And they're designed to do that so that they can get a certain kind of log that they used to cut in the mountain down to the sawmill. These engines are quite powerful. There were five, six cars attached to the engine, and I listened to the engine as it made its way up the mountain and the switchbacks, and you could hear it from time to time as the incline got steeper. You could hear the engine struggle. Now, one of the other side effects to sitting in the car in front or behind the engine is you have a lot of cinders and coal dust to deal with. So I wore black knowing that that might be the case. Some wore white. But I tell you that to tell you this. When we came back down the mountain, there was no struggle on the engine They had to use brakemen to brake the cars to keep them from running together as you made your way back down the mountain. But the task had been completed for the day. And they were journeying back to the station. I share that with you because the thing that I thought of Along that way, as I listened to that engine struggle and as as I looked at the cinders and the coal dust in the car that we were in, I thought to myself, you know, if you do anything worthwhile, there is a struggle involved. If you do anything worthwhile, you may get a little dirty. But you'll never do anything. unless you set out to do it and trust the Lord. The opportunity that we were given was God-given. The youngest person on the trip was 54 years old. The oldest person on the trip was 88. You guess which one it was. But we all had a place. Don't laugh, Miriam. You're giving it away. (laughs) we all had a role to play and God used each of us and God can use you so never forget the words of this text when you do it to the least of thee You're doing it to Jesus. He loves us. And he wants us to love and care for one another. And the greatest way we can do that is by sharing his love and the message of salvation with everyone. Let me have the mission team stand. Everybody that went, stand, because not everybody spoke, but I want you to see everybody. You saw them here. And when you saw me holding the microphone in the um, 
slide up there at the um, bluegrass, it wasn't because I was singing. It was because they had asked me to speak on behalf of our group as to what we had done that week, which I thought was quite neat to be able to do. And I wasn't quite quick enough because I was taken by surprise. And the one thing I said to him was, we traveled six hours and never left the state. And we did. And the guy never missed a beat. He said, I had a car like that one time and I traded it in. And I, it took me a minute, but then I got what he was saying. <laughs> but all that to say, allow the Lord to use you. And he will. Where you are. And where you're willing to go. Shall we pray? Oh Lord, we are grateful for the power of your love. And for the power of your calling in the lives of those who are willing to go. And for those who are willing to support those who do go. Because we go together. As the church of Jesus Christ. Help us, Father, to allow our light to shine in such a way that all can see. Burden our hearts with the needs around us right here in Mechanicsville as we serve you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our invitation hymn is number 491, Shine, Jesus, Shine. God invites all of us to serve and to serve him where we are. There's someone even today that is lonely that would be glad for you to come and take their hand and say it's good to see you. How far are you willing to go and let your light shine? Will you stand? of your love is shining in the midst of the darkness shining Jesus light of the world shine upon us set us free by the truth you now bring us shine on me shine on me Shine, Jesus, shine, fill this land with the Father's glory. Blaze, Spirit, blaze, set our hearts on fire. Flow, river, flow, flood the nations with grace and mercy. Send forth your word, Lord, and let there be light. Lord, I come 
to your awesome presence from the shadows into your radiance by the blood i may enter your brightness search me try me consume all my darkness shine on me shine on me shine jesus shine fill this land with the father's glory blaze spirit blaze set our hearts on fire flow river flow flood the nations with grace and mercy send forth your word lord and let there be light as we gaze on your kingly brightness so our faces display your likeness ever changing from glory to glory mirrored here may our lives tell your story shine on me shine on me shine jesus shine fill this land with the father's glory blaze spirit blaze set our hearts on fire flow river flow one nations with grace and mercy send forth your word lord and let there be light for god who said light shall shine out of darkness he has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of god's glory in the face of jesus christ thank you for being a part of this service today and thank you mission team for your willingness to share next sunday we have one worship service to celebrate our 40th anniversary, and it will begin at 10.45 with pre-service music. And so I may tell you that so you'll know to be in your seat early next week. Uh, I appreciate so much the work of the uh, team, the, the um, team that planned this day or these days for us. Remember, it begins on Saturday evening uh, with a tasting and uh, with some a story and so forth. You heard all that. And then on Sunday, we will gather for worship and we will have a catered meal following uh, the worship service. So um, mark that. I know you've had plenty of time to uh, adjust your calendar to be here because we've been talking about this for quite some time. Forty years old. Most of the churches I've served have been way older than me, but not this one. Uh, And that's a good thing, I guess. The first church I served was founded in 1773. It's one of the oldest churches in Virginia and uh, still in existence today. Uh, I'm grateful for our attendance here today. Thank you for being a part of this service. Let's bow for benediction. Gracious and eternal God, as we go from here, may our light shine in the world of darkness so that others might see your love 
and might respond to the message of salvation through Jesus Christ, who died, was buried, and rose again to bring forgiveness to those who would claim the gift of His grace. Bless us as we depart forevermore in the name of Jesus. Amen.